Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Michael Katchmar. I'm Tyler. And I'm Sean. And this is Lifeguards Off-Duty with Dr. Michael Katchmar, the Jersey Shore number one lifeguard-themed video podcast. Watch us on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook Live. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever streaming service you prefer. If you would like to contact us, send an email to drkatchmar at icloud.com. Follow us on Instagram at lg.association. All right, let's get started. Let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Michael Katchmar. Welcome to Lifeguards Off-Duty. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're on uh, Facebook right now and YouTube Live. Today's date is January the 11th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, remind you guys, subscribe, hit the bell, and uh, even comment. And you guys can comment right now. So we have our uh, usual uh, suspects today. We have uh, Sean. Hello. Hey, Sean. How you doing? I like that shirt. What's it say? Margaritaville. Margaritaville. That's an old man's shirt. Jimmy what are you Buffett. wearing that? Did you get? What do you? It's an old man's shirt. You don't like Jimmy Buffett? I love Jimmy Buffett, but you're you're you know I don't know I don't know if you could I thought you can't wear wear one unless you're under over uh, like forty five. I think I'm so over fifty. I think <laughs> Isn't it forty? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. I have a whole bunch time. of them. Yeah. I qualify. So so we have we have uh, Tyler. Tyler. Jimmy Buffett is timeless. Jimmy time, and we have our special guest today. Uh, Dr. D, Dr. Billy. Hello, Dr. Bill Ditschkis. How are you? Lifeguard, off duty. Yes, yes. <laughs> nice to nice to have you here, Billy. Name, right? Huh? Yeah, catchy name. Yeah, catchy, catchy name. name. Yeah. So, so um, Billy, Billy has worked on a beach patrol. Uh, he'll, you know, tell us how what, what years you started. Yeah. But we 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 really appreciate Billy. He's still working. Uh, he's not a, um, a former lifeguard. He's still lifeguarding. He's still swimming. He's yeah. current. He's current. And uh, I'll be back on duty in May. Yes. Right, 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 right. He's off duty right now, but he'll be on duty in uh, how many more months? Let's see. It's January, February, March, April, five, May. Five months. About four or five, five months. months. It, it comes five, so no, less, less, yeah. less than that. It really does. So, so Billy, um, how about you, um, you know, give us when you started working and, and yeah, sure. So it started back in 1966. Uh, I'm trying to think. John Boyd was the captain. Junior Boyd was a lieutenant, mm -hmm. and Joe Boyd was one of the lieutenants. He worked up on the north end. Junior and John in south end. Beach was totally different than it is now. I could go back and tell you if well, you let, want. Let me ask you: How old were you? How, how old were you when you first started? And and had you like how'd you get into into lifeguarding? Well, so actually, how old were you? And then actually, how'd you get? I started a year or two before down at Seaside Park. I was eighteen then. And then, oh, uh, you still yeah. really so yeah. why is this? I didn't know well, that. Then, because what? it was money. I mean, I think they were paying eight dollars a day back then. Eight dollars a day, yeah. No, <laughs> that's a coffee, no. that's a coffee at Starbucks. That's, that's not I even know. a coffee, that's <laughs> coffee without cream, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Seaside Heights was looking for a couple of lifeguards, so I took it with a friend of mine, Steve Harris, who was uh, used to be a police officer in, in, in Seaside, he was police chief out in uh, Redmond, Washington. Oh wow! They, they paid Seaside Heights paid fifteen dollars a day, and then eight from eight to fifteen. Yeah, that's a big jump. Woo. But it was very hard to get on. You know? Oh, okay. So, so I mean, it was the eight team? It was the eight? You know, yeah, you know the exactly. Yankees. If, if you so, showed up for the lifeguard test, there were twenty, twenty-five, yeah. thirty yeah. guys, and maybe there were only one or two or three openings. So yeah, that's what, how it was when I took it. Yeah. What did the hiring process look like back then? Pretty much, it was ocean swim. It wasn't okay. like it was now. They waited. It was the first Saturday in June, regardless of 
surf, water temperature, whatever. And uh, right, that's when I took mine. Yeah, right. Yeah. First Friday, first yeah. First Saturday in the morning, Saturday, at ten yeah. o'clock. You showed Oof. up. Why did you sign up for park or even or? Well, I, swear, I just had, do it again. I had a buddy of mine that lived down there, Steve Harris, and we decided we were going to work down. You know, that's where they had in a couple of openings. So you know, we didn't think about. No, wow. you wanted to be a lifeguard. What like what happened? It was a summer job. Uh-huh. I never really wanted to be a, it's one of those deals like everybody else. You you either go into it not knowing what you're getting yourself into and you either love it or you hate it. We have guys on our beach that work a year or two, you never see them again. We have guys that are, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 years. I've been there 56 years. You know, Mike, what do you, how many years you have on? I started 77. What's that? You know, oh, God, 30, yeah. 40, 30, 40 years. <laughs> you know, I mean, you either, like I said, you either like it or you don't like it. And I, I was fortunate enough that, uh, I, yeah, uh, I think you liked it. So, so I want to ask Billy this. So, so Billy, so you went to Seaside Heights and, and so you swam in the cold ocean, you yeah. got the job, but I, before I, I, I want to just say this because I, it's really interesting and we, we do not, um, uh, allow or encourage or, you know, hazy, no, no way, no how. I mean, you know, but back in the days, back in those days, and, yes. and, and I just want, just tell what, because I don't, I don't, I think we should hear it. What was the, what was the initiation? You're yeah, going to hear I'm this guy. Very interesting. Tell him what the initiation well, was. A little bit of background about yeah, it. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of little tiny, you know, little bars in town. Okay. And one of the bars that was affiliated with one of the lifeguards was the diver's bell. So if you made the test and you started, you would go down there on Friday night or a Saturday night. You know, if you were a rookie first year, they'd grab you. And they'd all, you know, hang, you know, hold you over the pool table, and then they'd shave your head. <laughs> right. Well, what else did they do? Well, they shaved your. Uh, I don't want to. I'm on. Yeah. So, so I, I'll, I'll throw it out there because it's my, it's my show. I can say. And yeah. then they spray painted you with orange paint. Down yeah. There. Oh, down right. in the down in the uh, down in the other head. They, down in the general. And 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 then they yeah. threw you out, and then you were, yeah. they threw you out on the boardwalk. What, what, or are, they, what are they going to tar and feather you next? <laughs> well, no. That that wouldn't fly in 2022, obviously, you know. But Listen, back then, that they, was what they, it was. They, well, and um, and if you didn't do it, you were gone. How yeah. did you How did you feel about it? Well, I mean, I took it in the spirit of it's a different. Know, it's different days, you know, uh, I mean, Tyler. You know, Tyler, it, it's different days back then. Yeah, like, I, I know it's different days. I'm just you were actually had. I you, mean, everybody that worked there went through that. You yeah. follow me? I mean, so I mean, you can call it hazing or whatever. It was I guess it was just another uh, part to see if you had enough hutzpah to. You know, a rite of passage. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, sure. You know, uh-huh. that's, we're, that's we're, nobody's condoning it, and but we're just telling you this is this is what history was. You know, yeah. whether or not it's good or bad, and uh, but there was when I when I got in there, you know, forty years ago, it was it was they they stopped doing that. It was they even then back in 30, 40 years ago, they realized it was a little too much. Well, I had <laughs> there some was, issues with uh, a, a yeah. kid they did it to. I think his father was an attorney, and they were going to make a stink about it, and that was as it, the end of that. And for, you but know, they used to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Then they would dress you up in garbage bags. You know, the people would be, they'd take you to the bar. Then you'd walk down the center of the boardwalk all banged <laughs> up in a garbage bag, you know. And then one year they took them, all of them, and gave them a watermelon and dropped them off. Yeah, that was my year. Out <laughs> Central. And you had to get back yeah, to the seaside yeah, yeah. with the watermelon yeah. without breaking so it. You, yeah. had, you had it. They had, they gave you, you know, it's like they gave you a shot. They had a, a glass full of whiskey, a glass full of beer, and a glass full, I don't know, wine. You had to down it. 
stupid. And then, because most of us, you know, at that age, you're like, yeah, okay. And then uh, they gave us watermelons. They took us out in the middle of the woods and dropped us off. We, we had our clothes on. We had to get back. And I remember what was really great is that you had to have the watermelon intact, right? That was yeah, the whole idea. The and everybody, everybody brought the watermelon back. And this one kid, his name was Pete. I don't want to say his last name. And he, his mother drives him up. And he's late. And he comes in and we're all waiting. And he's late already. So, you know, it's, and, and, you know, where's the watermelon? He had it in a, in a, in a plastic bag. It was clear. You could see through it. It was all busted up, (laughs) (laughs) but he still had it. And, 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 uh, but I can tell you, and I don't want to grab the show, but you know, we had another guy, Pete. And so Pete, um, was a, um, a a new guard. And so they, they had a a hazing where you you would drink, you know, the initiation would they you get everybody drunk. We drink, 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 drink until they couldn't drink anymore. Well, this new guy, Pete, he outdrank them all. <laughs> and he, right. We, yeah, you know, no, Pete's yeah, still yeah. like that. I mean, this yeah. guy, I mean, so the, you know, all the senior guys, Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to drink this guy in the table and then, you know, laughing and everybody was, nobody was standing except Pete. Pete's like, well, this is the initiation. <laughs> I'm going to go out and get a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so you start- I, I, I'll give you a little bit of background if you want about the yep. beach. When I started, oh, there yeah. were, uh, there were five lifeguard stands on the South and that's between the, you know, there was a Funtown Pier then and the Casino Pier. And then there were right. four, four lifeguard stands on the north end. And north end was uh, pretty much sand dunes and a couple of little houses. And there were two bay beaches, one down on the existing one that is now in Corny and one on DuPont Avenue that we don't use anymore. Um, we had wooden lifeguard boats. Uh, there were one for every stand. and They were incredibly heavy. <laughs> yeah. We rolled them down on wooden rollers, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, until uh, about, I guess it was 1969 or 1970, we got the first fiberglass Van Dyne on the whole East Coast. So we were the, you know, Junie Boyd, who was incredibly good in the lifeguard boat. Uh, he had that boat down in front of Sunmere Avenue. He used it. And again, you know, the casino pier was out in the water. You know, it, it existed until the uh, Superstorm Sandy when the jet star fell down, you know, but that used to stick out in the water a couple hundred feet. So. Billy, let me ask you this. When you, were, were the cans plastic or, no, or what were they back the cans, when you started? The loose cans. The were, rescue cans. The loose cans were fiberglass, okay? Mm. Uh, they were probably maybe 10 inches and in, maybe 12 inches in diameter with a rope around the side. And the rope cans were metal cans with, Metal cans. And metal cans with little eyes on them, ropes through them. The, the bad thing about both of them were, wasn't so much going out, but coming back into the surf. You know, if you got hit in the head with one of those fiberglass cans or one of those metal cans, I mean, you could. <laughs> you could when, get- when, when, when did they change them, Billy? Do you remember what year? Like when it, because I, when I first started, I don't remember any of those cans. There was some still styrofoam I think, ones. I, but think, I think one of the cat Al Ayers. I think no, it, no, no, wasn't it? Was no, before no, that or no. after? I, I started in 77. I don't remember them being there. It was all the, we had the red plastic cans. I don't, I don't remember them. You know, um, I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe they were there, but I don't. Well, if we had them, we didn't have a whole lot of them like we have now, no. you know? So, uh, I mean, the whole beach wow. has changed. There used to be uh a four by four behind each lifeguard stand that had a telephone line to the pier. And we had regular telephones Yeah, and it was really a, a bit and of a bitch. There was uh, an operator, right? No, the well, it, all, it all went through the, uh, 
lifeguard headquarters uh-huh. the cap in other words if someone called you they could listen to your phone call didn't they didn't you guys used to play pranks with those yeah. somehow well we looked for a kid that didn't exist you know when they had the pa system or, you know all kinds of crazy stuff like that but you just had to be careful because if someone called you yeah you know you were online with everybody and when you had to move the you know if with the tide and the sand if you had to move the stand and the and the uh the box that had the phone in. I mean, it was a six foot hole you had to dig. It was nobody moved their stance. No, you could no. be uh, 35, no. 40 feet no. away from the, the berm and down into the ocean, but no. it was too much work. To- yeah. The, 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 um, so what Billy's saying is, you know, you would, you, at the beginning of the summer, you would dig a hole with a pole and there was a box and in the box, you'd actually have a regular phone sit mm-hmm. in the box and it was a wire. And we did a lot of different things. Some years you dug the wire in the ground, but when the machine came to dig up the, the beach, you know, when they started doing that, uh, we started running it on a, a, across the beach and we put another pole in the middle of the beach. So the wire would go across. And so you'd have this wire going from the boardwalk to every uh, still lifeguard stand and it would stay up all night. In fact, we had a, um, when they used to have the races where the boats would come through and they would have helicopters firing, filing, filing, following them, excuse me. They, um, one had a, a, a emergency land because of a thunderstorm and he took my wires right out. And I, and you know, so oh, you know, a lot of us used to yeah. run, plug in a, an electrical cord and run the boardwalk and run it along the top of the wire. And down into a lifeguard sandbox so we could keep a radio on. Because back, <laughs> back in those days, you know, everything was battery operated. And it was, yeah. you know, it was just. Uh, Batteries didn't last you know, that long. They didn't long. And then most guys had radios, you know, that were like two feet wide. So, you know, every day you were buying batteries. So we, uh, we so, fixed that. So, Billy, I kind of remember, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like, if I remember, everybody in the beach show those days, we all wore Ray-Ban, nothing else. And we all had the radio station. We used to listen to like one radio station. Like what, what, what was it? Well, there was like, two. There what was the ones we used to listen to? And the, we all knew the same song going on at the same was, time. Uh, WNEW FM out of New York and uh, yeah. WMMR 93.3, I think was one out of Philly. They were sister stations, you know. But just to talk about like your old uniform up there. When we first started, they were, when I first started, they weren't even like uh like a yeah, cotton, see, they yeah, were yeah, right there. You can see above showing. They yeah. were they were wool, and you had that shirt that went underneath mm-hmm. your crotch and uh-huh. buttoned up, you know. So I mean, if you were on a bad oh. rescue, you were wet all day. You had a ton of sand down there, you know. It was, uh, yeah. But that was the uniform. The I bet you uh, really appreciate the new trunks we have. Oh yeah, the stuff now <laughs> is just incredible. I mean, you know, <laughs> you're dry in a half hour. You know, twenty. But, but we also had back. We I don't know if we have any pictures of it. I I I got to get some of them. But we also. Back in the, those shorts there, they were, they were short, short. I got a picture where, like, you know, the sideburns, you know, the, the shorts. Yeah, it looked short. like the old NBA <laughs> uniforms. They were, yeah. you know, uh, you know, that's. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Yeah, it, it really was quite different back then, you know. And then the town was more of a little more of a honky-tonk town, you know. Like I said, there was a million little bars. And. Uh, Want to. Uh, Show a couple of these pictures. Yeah, let's show. Let's show. Uh, we're talking let, about let's, let's, so let's show. Uh, how about you show first of all the old headquarters, which I think yeah, is yeah. a really good. We'll show that first. This is ju- this is our the old doc, headquarters. You can see it clear on the screen go, up go, here. Yeah. So we that, we we were the first ones to have a jet ski, uh, and that I don't Look know what that year that thing. that pictures has to be in the um, early nineties, and uh, yeah, that's that was it. That was that was somebody's jet ski. You know, you got and we uh, converted it. Did that go thirty? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that was we were one of the first ones, you know. There was no sleds. We we were. I mean, it was it was. Yeah, we, that was a big thing. We we're trying to get a sled. But, we didn't have a sled. But no. I mean, you did, know, you, did you end up getting one? 
Uh, no, there was no sleds invented. I don't think they even had sleds back in those days. Wow. So there's another picture of our headquarters. So what, what was that headquarters like? It looks a lot smaller than what we're working with now. Uh, yeah, well, you shared it with the uh, beach, beach control. control. Yeah, we were on the right side. Beach control was on the left side. Okay. But we had lockers and a shower in there. One shower. One shower, one bathroom. Right. So, you know, that was the, uh, that was, that was that. So but don't forget there was a big bathroom on Hamilton Avenue where the stage is now. That yeah. used to be an underground bathroom and it was real big. Cause if you were working the South end and you called down to have a, you know, a 10, three break, you could go down there. You know? Yeah. There, there was bathrooms underneath all of the boardwalk on every on other street, beat, other street on the street, street side. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, we have some other pictures here. Can you show the one, let me see what you have there. Um, so let's, let's, so Billy, you know, Billy was, uh, it was lifeguard a year in 1981. Uh, 40, let me get the picture. So 41 years. Ago. So here, here, let me show, let me show. So here he is there. You can see he got the raccoon eyes and that's uh, John Boyd. That's from the so, so if we're looking glasses. at the picture to the left is John Boyd and he was our captain. And, um, uh, that's, our, you know, obviously Billy in the middle and, um, uh, that's, um, uh, uh, um, Give me his name, Jim Williams. Jim Williams. Jimmy Williams. Jimmy Williams. The, the bear. The bear. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And there's look at look at Billy. There you go, <laughs> oh, man. Wow, that's a that's a running list. Huh? Yeah, that's all uh, before. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. That's oh, uh, Skip's on that list. Eric Dr. Doc, yeah. tell yeah. us tell us a little bit about Skip, Skip before we talk about you winning lifeguard of the year. Actually, I brought Skip to the beach patrol with a friend of mine. Wow. Uh, Jim Weaver. We worked. Okay. We used to work out in uh, in a gym up in Lakewood. Bob Otner. It was in his basement. And uh, this was before, you know, uh, Planet Fitness, L.A. Fitness, all that stuff even existed, you know. And this Bob Otmer had a big you know, gym set up in his basement. It was uh, 50 cents a workout. And I skip. We met Skip there one time. Yeah, keep going, Billy. And he was uh, just lower his camera a little bit. That's fine. No, no, no. Not lower it that way. Lower the whole thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. And he was uh, like we met him in there and he, and we he was skinny and thin but he really you know looked like he, he was kind of you know taken by the beach patrol because jim weaver and i were lifeguards at the time so we brought him down and uh you know he took the test and passed and uh, he became uh sort of like an icon you know on the beach he wound up um down in fort lauderdale as a lieutenant Unfortunately, he died. Uh, how about, about how long ago? I think he had. Uh, oh, at least over ten years ago. Uh, yeah, I think he, had, he he was a legend down there. Oh yeah, he was. He was. He, he was. W- he would go. He would go when the, some of these swimmers would swim from uh, Miami to Bimini uh-huh. in the shark cages. He would swim or go alongside on a rescue board, you know, p- to provide security. That's Richie Phillips. Did yeah, that yeah, also, yeah. You know? But but he but down in the lifeguard tournaments down there, he was a big rower in USLA. You know, so he he was he was. Um, you go down there, you, you say, "Oh, I'm from Seaside," and then you tell him, you know, uh, uh, Skip Jarrett, and they're like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Yeah, yeah he's he's one of the guys that gets talked about like a le- like an absolute oh, yeah. legend. He was incredible. Yeah. 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 He, he just really was, uh, you know, ahead of his time. You know, he was incredibly shape, you know, uh-huh. worked out year round, uh, great in the boat. He was good in the boat. A guy named Kenny Reed was also very good in the yeah. boat, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Billy, I want to ask you because, and then we, you know, we could free, I want to show the other picture here because see, I think it's really important for you. To, we want, we want to talk about you and, and, but we also, you have information about, Junie Boyd and John Boyd and John Boyd that a lot of us don't. Can you show that one picture in 1993, uh, Tyler? So this is a picture of Junie Boyd uh, or a caricature. Now these paint these um, 
um, I guess lift the grass, whatever you want to talk, uh, say, are were done by Doug Parise. Um, and, describe the picture just for people only listening. Oh, He's standing on oh, the back sorry. of the yes. on the back of the boat, uh, no oars in hand, ro- catching a wave in. It's it's a really just epic body, picture. Just, and this, yeah, and, and this, also this was on the cover of Surf Magazine. Yeah. Right, right. He so just so, to understand. Um, uh, people on a podcast, you got to go to our YouTube and, and, and look at this. This picture is amazing. So two things. Doug Priest has done all of these things that we're showing you. Are Shout by out Doug, Doug, Doug Priest. Unbelievable talent. Yeah, Doug. He was a yeah. former captain. In right, the right. And uh, but but so we in the cat show Captain John Boyd again. This is the other brother. Just show a picture of that one more time. So these are I don't have a picture of Joe, but can you just give a little bit about their background? These three men. And, and yeah, because, okay. you know, they they really. I actually played football for Joe Boyd. He was a football coach out at Central Regional uh, in the 60s. Unfortunately, he passed away also. And then John Boyd was, uh, you know, a head coach of Atlantic City High School. He was very well. He, he, You know, he's in the New Jersey Football Hall of Fame, but he used to run these clinics out of Atlantic City. That's where he lived. But back then with, you know. Who did he play football for? John, he played football for Pop Warner? He played for Temple University. He was an All-American. And I think he played in the first Sugar Bowl, the first Cotton Bowl against Bear Bryant and stuff. He was. But, but who who ran Temple? That wasn't that wasn't Pop Warner. Oh, he played. He uh, this is he uh, his son John Jr., who also has passed away, was my bench partner for a while. Um, he had some original written, you know, plays by Pop Warner. Now, I don't oh, okay. know. I don't know what I think they wanted to put them in Canton, Ohio, but I don't know what happened to them. But wow. that's how John knew uh, Vince Lombardi, Bear Bryant. He would run these clinics out of Atlantic City that just had every, you know, every pro or big time college coach down there. But uh, actually, he's the one who that lifeguard emblem, mm-hmm. he designed it. And okay. the, he's so our logo because a lot okay. of beaches. A lot of beaches copied it, but that was our logo. He also designed, he took a sound system off of a destroyer. (laughs) Really, that's how the PA system got put in, and it got put in on the boardwalk. Okay, That's tough. Really, and were we like the first beach to have that? But but, believe it, go ahead. No, but he just, so he was in the military, so he was in uh, captain, so good. He was in Navy, I think. Oh, Navy. uh, Yeah, I, I don't know if, I think, I know Joe was a pilot. Joe, Joe the other brother was a fighter pop. I thought Junie, I think John was a John, uh, air sea rescue yeah, captain. He was, he was in the military Pensacola. also. Yes. Right. Okay. And, um, but again, he brought that system into and he designed, uh, the system that we use with, you know, well, their covers and loose can rope can, you know, uh, which a lot of beach patrols use, mm-hmm. you know, he went away from the belt and went to the, the rope cans. You know? Right, right. What? So now, so that was. So he was ju- a very intuitive guy. He really knew the ocean. He really. Uh, he was a great judge of character. A real quick story. They wanted to replace one year the lifeguards with uh, they, somebody came up with an invention like a big shotgun that was going to shoot uh, some kind of a rescue, like an old James Bond movie or something. Exactly. Yeah. So well, that's said, like that's what they used to use in the life saving service. So these yeah. people talked to town and to give them a tryout. So John waited till it was a northeast wind blowing big time about 20 and they, they all went down on the beach and this guy shot this thing off and it went straight up in the air and about 35 feet back on the boardwalk everybody turned around and left and that was the end of getting rid of the lifeguards you know wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's that wasn't a good story and junie yeah. uh yeah. actually yeah. junie was the 
youngest, well, the youngest, but there was another brother, Jim, but he wasn't on the beach patrol. But Junie was, uh, again, an icon in the lifeguard boat. I never seen anybody in my life that was as good as he. He, so in big rescues, he'd get out no matter how bad the surf. So, so Billy, Billy, you made some. He, there was another brother. I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a brother named Jim. Yeah. And what? Whatever, he was an engineer out of Philly. Whatever. What, what was his? He passed. I mean, I, I guess he's passed. He's passed away. They were all yeah. gone. But he never did anything with the beach. No, he wasn't a beach no, guy. He, I, I don't. I think he lived either somewhere in the summertime. Because I know he had a, a big thirty-one uh, foot Bertram that he, he used to be a big time fisherman, uh-huh. but. The other three of them were always, you know, on the beach so, patrol. So uh, that's a good segue. So the beach patrol back in your day or or, or, or earlier had a boat, a 30-foot uh, well, cabin. The year, so, be- the, the so, year before I, I started was the last year they had a boat called Miss Seaside. There's a couple pictures of it in Life right. headquarters. And Joe Boyd would run the boat and Dion Feltry, who is uh, – was on the beach for quite some years. I think he's runs. He was the the uh, police academy in New Jersey. Yeah. What what was the function of the boat? It was well, a big what boat. they would do that they they'd run out. They'd park the boat. It would be on Pelican Island. They would run down to the inlet on the days when the ocean was you know wasn't really really rough. Hey, this is and, a mo- this is the motor boat. Yeah. yeah. Thirty foot, thirty foot, 30, big one, big, 30, big one. It was a sea skiff. Thirty one um, foot. The what inlet? Barnegat. Barnegat. Okay. Okay. So that was a long ride for them. They left early in the morning and then they would go, you know, back up to seaside along the ocean. And uh, when we would have a big rescue, there would be, uh, I, I don't like, there was at least one or two lifeguards on a boat in Joe and that they would dive off the front of the lifeguard boat with loose cans and pick up people. Then they would back them up, put them on the boat. And then he would take the boat right back, you know, back the boat and right to the edge of the beach. There used to be a big transom on the, you know, a deck on the back and they'd put people there and, you know, drop them off right on the edge of the surf. It was really pretty cool. They would go. Yeah. But they would go everywhere. They would cover like uh, if they had something going on in the park, Uh big rescue or Island beach or lava lead or what, you know, they were all over the place. And did it just, become too expensive well to maintain. it was just a lot of work and it was a lot of time you know you're on that boat probably 10 12 hours a day every day i mean it beat you up after a while yeah and was it, it the same guys always on the boat yeah always the same guys okay yeah. it's but over I, an hour it's over an hour ride oh, way over an hour yeah and then i like, probably sat like on the surface that sounds like the coolest job but just well, rotting what, out there on that boat deck. Exactly. Is- but, you know, with the uh, the dawn or the age of the wave runners and all that stuff, it made that stuff obsolete. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you just. Well, they, they, they have it in San Diego and other beaches, but their inlets are a lot closer. Unless you could unless you could uh, launch off the um, uh, the beach. But again, Billy's saying, you know, you could, you, your jet skis are just I mean, a jet ski so with much a, a jet better. ski with a sled now. I mean, I mean, they even make the, the lifeguard boats. Catch that thing you're, is making a lot of oh. noise. You know, and you got um, you got what he goes. Sorry about that. You got a uh, um, you know, there's days where it's foggy. Remember, we had a um, one of the swims. It was some kind of, and I brought my boat up, and uh, it was d- dense fog. Yeah, you couldn't see anything. Yeah, I had, you know, I did all radar. I brought like three lifeguards, and you know, my my electronics. I was really good at, it, and I just went right to seaside, and we came in. And uh, but I was there a couple times with my boat, where I finished fishing with my dad, and we would come in, and there'd be rescues going on, and I'd be sitting there. And uh, I could see the lifeguards coming out with the rescues, and we just kind of hang out there. I, I wish I would uh, have had my camera, you know. One time we were we had a boat workout. Um, it was like five in and outs, and the second the boats launched, the just fo- like the thickest fog you can imagine rolling. Yeah, you, could, yeah. you couldn't from your lifeguard stand. You couldn't even see the water line. And uh, I just remember Chief getting on the on the PA system and saying like, "Oh, boats, come back right now!" And then I was yeah. out there with Dom, and we were just like, "We're gonna." 
Yeah, we, we've had we've had that. Well, I mean, you know, just going back to a little while ago with the lifeguard test. I mean, once you took the swim in the ocean and you were pretty beat up, as soon as you got back, you took a they put you in a lifeguard boat, shoved you out by yourself for your test. Yes. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about this. And uh, yeah, I you forgot know, about that. It was do or die. You and know? how did your row go? I got turned over. I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> they do it. You know, that back and it was, that was part of like, okay, got, let's see. So, so what were they looking for? Just that you would do it? What if you had enough nerve to do it. Uh -huh. I mean, okay. But I mean, it, it depends on the service. If you caught it lucky and it wasn't really some big surf, you're okay. But they didn't give it was Northeast. The, you're going out. Now have, have you ever seen a rookie get in that boat after their ocean test and yeah, already sure. know how to do it? No, not many guys do. I mean, it's one thing to row a rowboat. It's yeah. a totally different thing to run, you know, to row a lifeguard boat. That's why going back to Junie Boyd, I mean, I couldn't get the hang of it. So I asked him one day, you know, would you show me how to use a lifeguard boat? You know, and he said, okay, kid, jump in with me, you know, uh -huh. and then he just took me under his wing. And same yeah. thing with Skip. Yeah, same thing. I, I mean, same Steve, thing with Kenny Skip, Reed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They all learned from Junie. Pretty much, yeah. And I learned from Steve Healy. Steve Healy would take me down at the end of the day, go down the bay. There was a bay boat, and we would train and train and train because we made rescues with the boats. I mean, we oh, raft would, rescues, you know, you know raft rescues. We'd have a big rescue maybe on a northeast day, and he would get he would get out with a boat because he knew he was smart enough and knew the ocean. I mean, he would go out through the run, yeah, you know, and you'd make a rescue, and he'd put people in the boat and put them on the floor, and you'd ride a wave in no matter what, right to the edge of the beach, get all these people out and go right back out. And if you were a lifeguard and you swam out there, he'd tell you, you know, you're not getting in the boat. You're a lifeguard. Swim back. Uh -huh. So so, so what was what was <laughs> The Boyds, like, what was their leadership style? Look, they were, as he would say, it's just a semi-military organization. I mean, That's how it was, was uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it was either my way or the highway. You know, there was no, uh, you know, playing around with it. If you didn't do what you were told, you can't see at that point in time, though. You know, kids nowadays, I mean, it's a little different. You know, we have problems, along with every other beach patrol, to get people to come to work. You know, back then, I mean, this was, uh, you know, the place to work on the Jersey Billy, why don't shore. you come a little closer this way so your cord don't, I mean, is it, is it um, too? No, too, I'm good. Okay, 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 okay. I thought it was boring. No, I'm sorry. Um, you know, so, I mean, you really wanted to work there. I mean, if you didn't want to work, there were always guys waiting in the mm -hmm. wing. You know, I mean, you might have passed the test, but they go by time. They had a, <laughs> in the locker room, they had a mark on the back with a pencil. It was 5'10". If you weren't 5'10", you weren't getting wow. that. Yeah, I mean, but just I mean that's now, yeah. you say that there were guys lining up to get the job. You have you well, have they might have time. twenty like, guys swimming, uh -huh. and they only have three openings, so they would go by time. Whoever had the fit, they'd stand on top of the lifeguard headquarters with a stopwatch, and then what they would do if it was fairly competitive is you'd get within like 15, ten or fifteen yards of the boat, and they would tell a guy from on the PA system take the boat out further. So, <laughs> yeah, now <there's, laughs> you talk about you know. Uh, and if the water was in the 50s, high uh -huh. 50s or low 60s, I mean, you know, you were beat up and going out. And see, then all see, of a sudden you had to go another 25 Right, right, hours, right. You know? Tyler, you got to understand, when he talks about, this is not uh, embellishing a story. We, you know, Northeast Storm, you take a boat out. We rode waves. And I, I it's hard to think about now because, you know, we, we've definitely gotten a lot more conservative. But it, well, we, we, let, people, we yeah. let people swim. We, we, you know, we would have big rescues. and We never shut the beach down. I yeah. remember one time when uh, we were we were the only beat. There was a hurricane coming in. I mean, Al Ayers was captain. We all sat out. It was the tide was going out, and the waves were getting bigger. I think we had that was the year we had that that Sunday. We had 150 rescues. Everybody got a a little you know thing from the town council. Remember that? 
And we didn't, nobody drowned that day. No, nobody drowned that 14 day. people drowned in that, the rest of that week. That everybody, now, everybody was close. People what, were calling up, coming down from Point Pleasant, everywhere. What was the mindset behind allowing people to swim like that? Again, it came from the top. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the captain said we're open. You know, uh-huh. We're going to have the beaches open. People are going to swim. I mean, nowadays, again. I'm all just, the lawsuits and the liability mm-hmm. and every other thing and the red flags. And then when did USLA come into? Set, um, Sometime in the seventies, uh, right? It wasn't there. No, I thought eighties. No, it wasn't. It wasn't there in seventy-seven. It wasn't there. I'm trying to think what year, but we didn't have USLA. No. USLA started in New Jersey. Uh-huh. It's Doc, nationwide now. But how do you feel about like the pushback on the boats that's happening right now? Well, I mean, again. I mean, the boat is a part of the lifeguard. It's like the, it's, a, it's more of a traditional thing at this point. Again, yes. Um, I, I, you know, just because of the, the the new things that have come out, you know, the technology, the wave runners. You know, look at what, what else we have. What do we have? That 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 Mister what was it? Sea Bob. Sea Bob. <laughs> the Mister you know, Bob. Mister Bob thing that goes <laughs> see, un, underwater. And see, let me, let me let me let me get a point about Tyler. Tyler, you asked the question because I just want to. And he said, you know, how does it feel, you know, like we let everybody swim? You got to stand. That was all across the world, the United States. There was a different perception back then. You know, you, you took your own risk. You were, you're, you know, no, it was nobody's responsibility. You know, you want to you want to go swim and go, you know, we, we there was times when we pulled the plug. But, you know, it, it, you had everybody took their own responsibility and would save you. There's still I mean, if you look at uh, you watch that Bondi Beach, I mean, they're not sitting on the stands blowing a whistle in. Yeah. I mean, they're, they, when they're going after people, they let them swim. They, you know, so to a certain degree, you know, we've changed over time where we, we, we caught, I mean, as soon as there's a little wave, we close the beaches down. Well, I mean, again, besides a, a very unusual place because of the traffic it handles, there's probably more people down there on a, you know, Saturday, Sunday in the summertime, 40, 50, 60,000 people, you know, on a mile of beach, you know, so just sheer numbers. Yeah, you know, and if the we, water gets a little cranky, then you're going to have a lot of rescue work. And we see nowadays we see a very diverse crowd. Sure, um, a lot sure. of people that are from these kind of urban areas where they don't get to the beach much. Please. When did when did that when did Seaside kind of become like this big tourist attraction, or was it always that? Well, it was the always, like that. It was, always like it was, that. Always like that. It was more I, when I started. It was more I would say family oriented uh-huh. in terms of like. People would come down for a week, rent a bungalow, you yeah. know, be more families, you know, things like that. Yeah, I guess I guess the better question would be when did Seaside Heights become kind of the party town that it always been like that? It's that been a honky talk. No, yeah, it's always, it was always like that. I mean, it's just it's a, it's, a different mindset. Now you had all the, it, you know, lately, with, I guess they're all closed, but they had the disco the whole time. So. But when I first started, they were a little, there were a million little bars. I mean, uh-huh. there, there had to be what, 10, 15, 20 bars yeah. in town, yeah. plus yeah. all the bars did, on the boardwalk. T- I mean, t- you went from one to one to one to one. And did know. they all treat you guys well? Yeah, no. I mean, uh, well, when you were in Lifeguard and Seaside, yeah, you pretty much were at the home field advantage. Uh-huh. Say, you know, you really didn't get in a lot of trouble. Or if you did, you know, it kind of got, you know, they gave you the, the benefit of the doubt. Okay. You had a uh-huh. little wiggle room. Was there any. Like when beef with other work, beach patrols? Like if you ran into the park guards, was there going to be? Well, we never really had a problem with, there was a bar, one of the lifeguards on called Good Time Charlie's. Okay. That's it, where the existing 7-Eleven is now. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we went to work, we parked in the police <laughs> lot. Okay. 
And then when we got done work, the truck would drop us off right in front of Good Time Charlie's. Now, I'm going <laughs> to say for the sake of the argument and this podcast that if you were 18, okay, you would go into Good Time Charlie's after work and the first beer was free. Okay. So, I mean, that was just, and mm-hmm. that was, a, you know, and I can remember going in there at six o'clock and uh, leaving there at midnight in a lifeguard uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it yeah. was. But you didn't come in there from an outside source and start any trouble. Yeah, because you know that it just didn't fly. You know, but it was like everything else. You know, most of the lifeguards hung there. Okay, uh, and there was well, it's not the surf club. Remember that? That's gone now too. Yeah, right? yeah. But when, but if you think about it, Tyler, you asked the question, and people come down when you go on vacation. You know, what do you do? You know, you start drinking. I mean, people, I, I, I mean, I have friends, I, when I'm down in the Caribbean, I have friends come down, they start drinking 10 o'clock in the morning. They never do that. In their, they'll never do that. I mean, then, well, you're on vacation. And now too, if you're coming down and you're paying eight, nine, 10 bucks to get on the beach for the day, you're going to swimming. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. you pay you're, 10 right. bucks and then somebody so, tells you. You're going to get the most out yeah. of it. Right. So when you, you're when you said that, water. right. <laughs> years ago, Tyler, just so you understand, the town, they equated uh, closing the beach with loss of income, not only loss of income for the tickets, but also loss of income, people spending money on the boardwalk, going into bars. So the town fathers didn't want us to close. And the other thing is you were not allowed to bring one ounce of food on the beach, no coolers, no drinks, no nothing. You sat there, you, you could go up on the boardwalk and eat. Now some beaches still do that. But so, and then it, when that started to change, that was a whole big paradigm because the bar owners and the restaurant owners didn't want anybody bringing food, picnicking. Remember, that was a big yeah, thing, Billy. Yeah. Remember, we had big arguments. So, yeah. it's, you know, that has changed over the years, too. So, you know. Well, I mean, it got to a point, too, also, a few years back, where people were bringing, you know, those six-foot tables down and setting up, you know. Uh, those giant coolers. <laughs> giant yeah, big, coolers, big pots. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll were bring out, the catering trays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, know? they had so, the, what do you call it, those Bunsen, those little burners. Yeah, yeah. Those little yeah. burners, and they, you know, <laughs> had a buffet down there on the afternoon, you know, that all got put down. And then even recently, like with the, after the storm, with all the sand dunes and everything, that changed the whole topography of the beach, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it when I first started, well, yeah, you could look, walk the boardwalk, look at the beach. You can't see the beach now if you walk the boardwalk, you know, with the dunes. You know, they had to make a couple of platforms, but it was just different. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the beach, off the beach, and uh, into the bar and back out. On the, I remember plenty of people coming out of the, one of the bars, all banged up. I was one of the first fights I was ever in. Some kid sprayed me full of shaving cream, you know, and that uh, was at Donnybrook after that. And that was down on DuPont Avenue. So, yeah. That was gonna, another thing. Yeah. Do, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we used to have some big brawls on the beach, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. You know, we when you say you know things have changed, we're, it, 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 I'm not, we're not saying it was good, not saying it was bad. It was different, and uh, so that's what. So let me ask you this, Billy. I wanted to ask you um, about um, about I, we had other guests here. So how about some of your most? When we had we had the guys from Lava Light, we we're asking them what's you remember one of your or some of your most harrowing. Uh, rescues. Sure. Yeah, and, and let me just, let me just before I said it because I remember one that um, um, I you know I thought you did like an unbelievable job, and we got a he, you were down in North End I think at this time, and we get a um, uh, we find out that this woman uh, had a seizure in the water and was underneath the water. I mean it was a calm day. It was probably early in the morning, and Billy, you know, grace of God, you saw her and you got her. She was intubated and she was in the hospital for about, you know, two, three days, maybe longer. She was from England or something. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, yeah. I, you saved her I, life, man, for sure. Well, my brother, who was a lifeguard for quite a long time, same thing. I'm, I, he was sitting on DuPont Avenue. I was, I, he started swimming out. I didn't even know 
you know, what he was doing. Got about 30 yards out, took off the loose can, went down underwater and pulled this guy out. He had had an epileptic seizure and brought him back to the beach. He was gone. He was blue. We did CPR on him for 20, 25 minutes. And everybody was like, he's dead. Let him go. We got the guy back. Wow. Yeah, we got him. Were, well, this whole time you were doing CPR, were you were you waiting for paramedics to respond? Well, back then, you know. There was, was no paramedics. Was, yeah, there wasn't. It was just Triborough, and it was only like one or two. You know, you old guy. Yeah. Like no, no, I uh -huh. said, we worked on it. <laughs> how how old were you at the time? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Maybe early, mid-30s. There was no defibrillators back then. Nothing uh, like that. Uh, Sean, no regular, defibrillators, you know, no. Just compression and mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. No, no masks, no nothing. I mean, the guy was throwing up all over the place he just kept on work you know and like i said i remember the most vivid thing i remember was everybody it was a huge crowd and they were saying you know stop you know, guy's dead he's done you know don't and we just kept on going and all of a sudden he started blinking his eyes wow and i said you know just if you can blink your eyes if you can. and he did you know and anyway they came they got him he was in a hospital he had pneumonia which usually happened. sure 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 secondary secondary drowning yeah he came down about a month and a half later to my brother, you know, I wanted to give him money and this. And my brother said, no, you know, I'm yeah. not going to do that. That's part of my job. Yeah. You know, and then uh, he never, this guy never went back in the water, you know, any more than knee deep. But it just goes to show, you know, it's luck. You know, yeah, it's luck. Yeah. Well, but you guys, it's talent. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, I mean, too. Yeah, but, you know, your brother was a um, uh, an unbelievable life. My guard. brother was a sharp guy. Kid jumped in, snapped his neck, right? Drug him back on the beach. This was, he got two oars, put the blades down, put his head on the blades, you know, got some towels Rap, or whatever. Yeah, he was a smart guy. Him. Yeah, my brother. You, you, well, he, was, he went to med school. Your brother remind me of Hawkeye on, on MASH. Smart guy. And, guy. and tough guy. You know, yeah. I, I, I started on that beach. I was, uh, you know, 18 and. I don't know how old your brother was, but he was like, a, like I, I, he was like bigger than all these guys to me. When I first started thinking about it, it's kind of funny. Like he, they were bigger than, Oh, you want to show my picture? There I am. Well, he was, a, he was a most valuable lifeguard too. He was really true. He was tremendous. Yeah. Guy. Look at that. Uh, I wish I looked like that now. Do you man. remember uh, one of the worst rescues I ever had was going around okay, let, the old casino pier. Oh, and tell us. So let's that. tell, we want to, that's what we want to hear. We want to yeah, hear the I worst, mean, worst. Came down on a cover from Sumner Avenue, you know, wound up in the water. You know, so give, give everybody. So Sumner Avenue is, is on the south right. side of the pier. So give it right. a little bit because it's right, the right in front of Spicy's Cantina. Right. 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 So our pier juts out into the ocean. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, this was the old pier when it was out in the water. Okay, uh -huh. And uh, it was out a good distance in the water. And along the south side of the pier that would be between the piers. What, there's what they call a run, the sea push. It would run off the pilings and out. When you got in there, they it shot you out. So the wind was from the south driving people north when they got out in the ocean. So the whoever was out, I forget who it was on the rope, but the rope got caught around the pilings. We had a, un, you know, snap. There's a big clip on a rope can that we used to unhook. And then you get around in front of the pier with a couple of vixens. But the problem was you had those combers coming in and pushing you into the pilings. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been through the pier, but when you scrape along that pier. I mean, it's all barnacles. You, yeah. you can't, you know, you can't feel it, but you're just getting cut to shreds, you know. And then we got pushed through the pier and through the side, you know, and we were all banged up, all cut up, you know, finally shot out on the other, the north side of the pier by. Uh, now, in a. And you got victims. You got, you yeah, know, you got yeah, to protect people. your victims. You're, in a yeah. moment like that, like, 
what's, you don't really think about you, the only thing I mean, as far as I'm concerned, personally, the only thing you're thinking about is getting them back without losing them and getting back to the beach. I mean, personal safety. I don't think I ever really ever thought about that. Honestly, God, on mm-hmm. any rescue or whatnot, which, you know, I mean, you're so conditioned to doing this, you know, and, you know, do or die. You know, and that's what the job's all about. Like John Boyd said, you know, you're useless like everybody else until you, you know, you put, you have to put your life on the line. I yeah. remember one banquet, you said, you know, you get an opportunity to do something that most of the people in the world never do. And that's to save somebody's life. And when you save somebody on a bad rescue, you have saved a life. You know, yeah. I mean, you put yeah. that, you know, when yeah. you sit back and think about that, you know, it's, it's a pretty impressive thing to do. There How is, many people can say that? There is like that difference between, you know, uh, going for someone just because you know it's going to take them an hour to get back in, and those rescues where you really know, and, and yeah. you and you get back onto the beach and you're like, that well, was heavy. I was running in charge of the beach one time because uh, well, the captain wasn't there. That there was a Saturday and we had a rescue off again off that pier, and it was uh, a guy with the, the dreadlocks. Okay, and I'm just well, I didn't even see him, and the two kids that went out, all he went down under, and I just saw the top of his head with. Uh, you know, with the hair and they, they grabbed them. I mean, they got them, but I mean, you know, you just don't know. I mean, you know, this they go out fast sometimes. Any bad rescue, you know, could be the last rescue, you know, or be a fatality, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we just don't want that to happen down there. And again, with everything considered with the amount of people and the, you know, the, the amount of beach, a mile of beach, which really isn't a whole lot. And you put 40, 50,000 people there you know, sooner or later. <laughs> so I got, I got another one. I was, cause I was trying to prepare for this. So I don't, and this is like, this is like, this is your life, you know, do you remember? So I remember it was a 4th of July day and the day deteriorated uh, towards the middle of the day, but you were sitting on Sumner, pretty sure it was Sumner, maybe, I, and and I was, I think, the next stand down, Franklin, and you had, uh, 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 he was a rookie, his name was Wayne Smith, and you're sitting with him, he's a good buddy of mine yeah, still, you know, we know that. Wayne. Didn't and, you go around a period that day? What no, that was whatever, I just remember that, we were watching, we were all looking, and that day there was some dolphins actually uh, uh, chasing up fish, and there was pelicans diving on them, which is very unusual. You know, you don't usually see pelicans diving with, uh, you know, with uh, dolphins. It's usually bluefish and seagulls. But anyway, all I remember is this guy was going down for the count, and you and Wayne went out, and you were at the point, obviously, you were the loose can. And we were sitting there going, oh, man, just go, Billy, go, Billy. Boy. And we're like, please, God, don't let this guy. This guy was just had nothing. He just, I don't know what, but you you remember that? I don't know. I, I, uh, it's kind of, it's I, hard. I don't, I don't remember that exact rescue. I mean, uh, but, you know. Again, how about I, this I've one? I've been on a thousand. Okay. Yeah, you just told a story about 150 in one, one weekend. Yeah. How about the one where I am another one I, I was thinking about? And is, we got hit, with, hit back in the head with the uh, orange or something. Oh, well, yeah, I was uh, <laughs> so we threw some-, some kid some guy hit me in the back of the head with uh i don't know it was i think it was a rubber ball or an orange i don't know and i mean i turned around i couldn't tell and anyway the phone rings and it was kenny reed he was sitting on the next stand over he goes i don't want to start any trouble with the guy that hit you in the head he's sitting back down there with the guy with the shirt on <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of that <laughs> Well, though he got locked up, you know, that was, you know, <laughs> that's was, a long, that's a short story. Yeah, that's that, a short to, to a long story. Uh, it turned out to be a little bit of a brawl, yeah, but uh, he got locked up. <laughs> he regretted, he regretted throwing that ball. Bad idea, yeah, bad idea. So, so what a, yeah. how, because you guys went on a lot more rescues than we do now. How, what was your training like and how has it changed? 
you know, the, the, the honest to God's truth was it, the training it was pretty much back when I worked. You were kind of like on your own. You're responsible. I mean, you had some supervision in the sense of learning how to use a lifeguard boat, learning the system. You know how it is, you know, one down, one cover, first man in, go out, loop the rope. But, you know, as far as being in shape and taking care of yourself, I mean, they, nobody pushed the issue. I think you just, it was just one of those things you knew you had to be. You know, don't get me wrong. We all had our moments at night where we went out and had a few too many beers and everything. But everybody, I will say one thing. My heyday, I don't care what you did at night or how bad you were banged up. You showed up for work in the morning. Okay. I mean, you didn't call in sick or I don't feel well. I mean, you came in, you might've sat on the lifeguard stand and thrown up most of the day, but you worked. All right. See, another thing, answer that Tyler, we didn't move stands. No, in other words, we sat, you sat, if you were on Sumner, you sat that stand the whole summer. You had you, the same partner. You sat with the same guy. And mm -hmm. if he was sick or something happened, you worked by yourself. Wow. And yeah. no lunches, right? On Sunday, no lunch. Nine to six, half hour during the week. Nine to six on Sunday, no lunch. Just get off to go to the bathroom. But, but, wow. but, but to answer your question about how, how, you know, we never, I never back in those days worried about anybody thinking about they, they, that they, they, they couldn't make it. Some guys were better than others, but you got to remember you had the cream of the cream. I mean, to get on that beach, you had to be good. You had to be better than good. You had to be better, you know, the top. So well, you had to be the, the tough guy. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And so, so it was, it was never, it was just more of, I think where it, it was somebody missed something or, you know, uh, you were, uh, you know, just not attentive enough, but, but no, there was never anybody. You just, you, you worked, you trained and you had this, we, we would, you know, here's the other thing too, especially with your brother, we all self, uh, not, uh, monitored. If you were, if you were doing a shitty job, we would, we'd come down on you. We would, we'd be like, that's bullshit, man. What are you doing? You know, right. Well, I, yeah, I, but I, I mean, they, they would phone you down from the boys. I mean, but they'd they, hang they, you they, too. Yeah. They, they'd hang you, you know, or, or what would happen was, you know, you'd get reamed out maybe on the phone or something, but the next morning when you'd go in, knowing that we have a, a morning meeting, they'd coist so, oh. step up here, you know, Mike, Bill did just get up here and oh, light you up, man. We missed a cover one time and Oh my God, you know, we wound up, what they would do is if you did something stupid like that, they'd send you down to the South Bay, the, 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 the uh, DuPont Avenue. But that was the worst place. In yeah, the, the sun, the, that, and the end of the it day, was, the sun. It was just the worst. Was, well, nobody I've, went there. It was loaded with seaweed. It just was like. Stunk you know, crabs. Stunk crab. that, that was South Bay? That was the South Bay. Yeah, it's not even they, the closed it, they closed it down. It doesn't even exist. Now. You have a pretty great story about the South Bay. Well, yeah. <laughs> a, a bench partner of mine, we got jammed up one time for doing something stupid, and we. <laughs> we got sent down to the South Bay, but we stopped in the morning at the local uh, <laughs> bar and grill and got a few <laughs> items. And, uh, you know, by uh, three or four o'clock, you know, we were feeling no pain <laughs> and we got jammed up with it. But, you know, and they said to us, you'll never work on the Bay. Couple, again. Couple <laughs> you'll never work on the Bay again. Not that you'll yeah. never work. On but, um, <laughs> well, guy, he had a Volkswagen bus. Yeah, we, we had a few uh, young ladies with us and we were having a little bit of a like. A, oh, boy. A little, now the story is a little beach party on the beach uh, there. You know, <laughs> boys will be boys. Um, as a rookie, did you start on the Bay? I, yeah, my first summer. It was totally different then. Everybody started on the bay. Even, even though you started bay. in park, you worked in the bay first? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I was, you know, an average-sized guy. Most guys were bigger than me. I mean, I worked with uh, a lot of state troopers, Marty Dreyer, Barry Lottier. As a matter of fact, I was 
headed in the state trooper direction at one time because I got myself into a hell of a fight when they were around. They said, you know, in the old days, you know, troopers, that's how you got in. You had to know somebody, you know, it's totally different now. But they said, what are you doing in the fall? I, I was finishing up college and they said, you're going to go in the state troop. Fortunately, I got into dental school. So, I mean, that changed my plans at the last minute. But, yeah, no, I mean, uh, just tough, big, tough guys, man. You know, I mean, you just I sat down, you, you kept your mouth shut. What yeah. did it take to get off the bay? You had to swim. You know, uh -huh. we swim to get, you know. Time, too. Yeah. Time. Bobby Rudder was like that. I, you remember him? I don't know. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. a so-so swimmer. Then he went out to college and swam for a college team. And he came back and said, put the boat out, man. That's what I did. Put it out. I'll swim. You know, and we did. And that's how you got up. You, got, you got to be able to do the job. But let me just, you know, one thing you make a point about, because, you know, uh, Doc's you know, reminding me. When you talk about, you know, training, like I said, we took care of ourselves. And I tell you how, like, I, I remember I had a rookie on my stand and the rookie was blowing the whistle in a the water to the south of us, to the other lifeguards water. And it was this guy's name, John, John, and John was a senior guy. John walked down and I didn't blow the whistle. Right. And I didn't tell the lifeguard to blow. He just did it on his own. You know, I didn't even have time to reprimand him. And cause I knew the people were in his water. John came down, went right to me, said, basically, you know, if he blows the whistle again, I'm going to take that whistle and do something with it to you. <laughs> and then he walked away and he was a senior on me. So, but you know, we had this, this self-discipline and, and like you said, you go down to Bay and you prove yourself. So you would work out like a maniac. You would take the boat, you would come in the morning. I used to work in the morning. I'd come in the morning, pull a boat out and row it. And, uh, you know, make sure that just before roll call, I bring the boat in and the captain saw that I was doing, you know? So, I mean, you, you, you that was how it was. It was a different different like no, you said it's you a know. whole different you know a whole different drawing them than what it is today you know today is real high tech you know shortwave radios where we just got brand new ones this past summer you know and just uh wave runners so what you, what about another rescue billy have, i'm sorry kid well, another another big like a you one more just another big uh, big big yes i do remember one. the guy i worked with was uh it was that day of the hurricane it was pete romano we had these two oh guys. yeah yeah, yeah. We pete. Had the, we had these two guys out there they got sucked out in a run. These guys, I, I, no kidding, they were probably, I'm not lying, about 300 pounds a piece. Mm. Okay. And we waited a little bit and then, you know, we had to go and we got them. And it was, the worst part wasn't getting them. We got them and they were, you know, half drowned by the time we got to them, but it was coming back in. We came through some just gigantic comers. And, you know, I mean, you've been on rescues. Once mm -hmm. you get pushed to the bottom, when you're holding on to somebody, you don't, you know, you're very disoriented. You don't know what end is up. You're trying to, you know, hold on to them, hold on to the can, you know, trying to figure out, am I ever going to, that, well, again, you asked about life, you know, life and death. Am I going to get to this, you know, the top of the ocean or am I going to get a chance to breathe? You're beaten up and then you get up and bang, you know, you, right, you can't let him go. You can't, you know, this is somebody's you life. You I mean, hit again, it, it, it gets, we, we've had times and Billy makes a good point. I've had times where we're coming in. This is hard, big stuff because we we didn't pull the plug on people swimming, and you'd be in this position where you know they're they're you know three to five, maybe six foot, you know, and and maybe even bigger. And about that, three to five, but that's a big ocean, and uh, you know, coming in with two three people, sure. And the guy on the rope was so important, but you you would you had this sense that I can't let these people drown. First of all, I can't let my you can't let them go. I, I mean, can't let them go. The you, whole and, thing and, is over. Yeah. Right. And and man, you had to be so strong. And I remember drowning, like oh, sucking so much water, 
And, uh, you know, but we yeah, remember, you know, we yeah, don't know you, you were beaten up and then you, had to you, go, then you had to turn right around and go right back out. Can you remember ever being in a situation where you thought, shit, I might, yeah. I might drown? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one right there. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, you know, some of the funnier ones you have are usually, you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> you know, they go out and run. He leaves her. She's out there by herself. You know, you go get her. Yeah, and he's got the tattoo, death yeah, before dishonor. Yeah. You know, your, your boyfriend just left you here to drown. You know that, don't you? No, man, that's a great line to get back on the beach. You know, honey, just smacking him around. You know? <laughs> yeah, made a few of those. Yeah, I also met a few girls doing that too, you know. but uh, Something, something yeah. I wanted to ask you um, a little earlier on uh, when you were talking about the line of guys waiting to get this job. And I think about how currently we're, we're begging people to apply. We're begging people to take swim tests. Sure. Well, I mean, it's up and down the coast. It's not just us. Nobody, you know, I mean, it's just uh, a kid can, you know, basically go to Costco and make 15 or 16 or $17 an hour, you know, bringing in carts from the, you know, the parking lot. And then you're asking this kid to come down here and you're putting somebody's life in his hand and his own life in his hand on a bad day. You know, it's a just it's just a different mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I said before, you either do or you don't. You know, I mean, how many guys have we hired that first rescue or first week? I, I had a rescue with a guy, with big rescue. He got about 10 feet in the water, turned around, ran down, ran off the beach over the boardwalk and never came back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah really, I did. I've had, I've gone onto the, onto the, uh, stand and I don't know, I don't know all the new kids, you know, and, uh, uh, and I start talking to him and I'm like, what's up? He goes, I, I, I just, you know, this is, I don't know if I could take this. And it's like a flat ocean. I'm like, what, you know, relax a little bit, you know, then, yeah, you know, of course I brought him a cup of coffee, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah. So it, it, we had one guy, I don't know if you remember Billy, uh, he, um, uh, it was, uh, Mike, Mike McNeil's buddy. And he was a big Bob. football player. Yeah, Bob. I've got to ask him. That's a guy. Yeah. Oh, he, he's so shit. Right. He, he, he was a dick. Well, it was calm. Yeah, he, tell him about the story. This well, is a good one. He, he wanted to work on the Bay. I mean, he loved it. No, really. He, 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 big guy, football guy. He goes, I just can't take the stress of the ocean. And anyway, they brought him up one day because I think we were short one right. guy and it was just right. uh and your brother because see that was the worst thing to tell everybody that he was stressed because i remember at lunch i still remember this your brother's like oh it's a big ocean i'm sitting there eating my lunch pain no i don't because i'm still a maybe a third year guard so i'm not saying anything these guys are like giants and they're like going to this guy oh it's gonna be bad this afternoon i'm like what are you talking about this it's a it's not there's no way you know oh it's gonna there's gonna be big ocean and they <laughs> he turned his stuff in didn't he, he quit he, he, they got he quit. him going he saw, i think he started crying or whatever <laughs> <laughs> i think he did and then i remember that crying and throwing up and carrying on and he left he just oh, <laughs> went home in a pair of shorts never saw the guy again yeah oh, yeah i remember that that was bad so, that was a bad yeah, that was uh it takes all kinds Doc, yeah. when, when did you start your your yearly mile swim? And yeah, that, I are was you gonna, still doing it? I didn't do it this past summer because I had some issues physically with it. I had kidney stones. I was finally got that all straightened out. But yeah, Good no, I I uh, I watched Junie Boyd when I was on lifeguard stand. He would swim from the you know the casino pier down to the Funtown pier, which is a half mile. And I mean, I was just baffled by it. I mean, I just couldn't understand that somebody could swim that far could do that yeah you know so anyway long story short you know once you uh, swimming and you're a swimmer swimming is i mean all you know it's like running it's conditioning but it's style 
you know, yeah. once you technique. come with everything though, exactly. Technique, technique is a better word. Thank you. Uh, once you get into the, you know, a technique or, you know, where it's, it's just a matter of just, you know, one foot in front of the other, like mm-hmm. taking a long run. Yeah. And I just started doing it. You know, I don't know how many, I got to be 10, 15 years. You know, I usually do it once or well, once summer. I did it eight or nine times, wow. you know, but uh, it's not really difficult to swim unless it's a south wind, then it's a different ballgame. But if you get out there early in the morning and it's west or it's flat, you know, and the water's not too cold, yeah, it's not really hard. So, I mean, it looks hard. But ten- I remember I said that once at the banquet. These guys were all wondering, oh, how the hell is this old guy swim a mile down, you know, down the beach, you know? I mean, it's just a matter of getting in and doing it, you know? So, so 10 years, that's fairly recent for you. Well, maybe, I don't remember. It could be longer. But, I mean, the biggest thing for me now, it's not a big deal. But my, in, in the old days, <laughs> when I would swim down in the old, it's got to be a fairly long time because I, I used to swim around the old casino pier. Now, I mean, I would be offshore by myself, maybe 200 yards yeah, out. out. I mean, maybe, maybe more. You had, to, you had to go, you had to give a lot of uh, well, a leeway that, because uh, of fishermen. fishermen that hit you with a guy, hook. guy threw, that's another story. A guy threw a big two ounce sinker and missed me by about a foot. You know? They do it purposely. If you used to row, if you row your boat next there too close, they get all pissed off at you. They used to, I, I mean, once I was rowing, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, and, you're disturbing the fish. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, and they, they just throw it. They hit you with it. They, they, you know, bang, 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 well, bang. I when I finished my swim, I went up on the pier and got them. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed my body shirt. I said, you see this? I'm going to throw you right over the side. And he was like, you know, terrified. I said, you ever do that to me again? You know, I'm going to kill you. Deadpan. That was, yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah, you'd be out there. I, I never really thought about it, but I mean, you'd be out there by myself, mm-hmm. 200, 250 yards. I think you hit this outside of that pier where that run is and you'd be pushed you know, out even pushed more. Pushed out even further, yeah. but you know. See, you guys, you guys, it's a different world. You know, we, we had a guy, and it make a you know, quick story about that. You know, Billy knows, because we, 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 we grew up in the same, you know, the same beach. We didn't have a lot of tolerance for this. We had a guy on the other pier, they had the flume ride. He was blowing a whistle and he, real, they had a whistle and he was, a, I don't know if he was a lifeguard. And he realized that if you blow a run whistle, like we have a run whistle. So when there's a rescue, people out there on the radio and, uh, you know, we, we blow this whistle. It's, it's a whole bunch of short little beep, 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 beep. When you hear that, that means that there's a rescue going on or emergency. So that's like you, you're, you just go from zero to 100 miles an hour and it gets you going. So this guy realized that. I've like fallen off my stand. Right, right. So run whistle right. from like across, like the other side of the right. pier. So this guy, this guy started blowing his run whistle, you know, periodically to get the lifeguards near the pier all excited and, and, and we could hear it. So finally, I didn't know this was going on. They let it go on. They let it go on. And, and, and so finally they, they, they get a hold of me and they go, this guy's up there and he's blowing his run whistle. So I said, come on. So we took like seven or eight guys. We went up there. And we basically, you know, ended that. I mean, it was, he didn't blow that run with someone anymore. Okay, and one thing you guys, one thing <laughs> you can use your that. own imagination, you but too would be people jumping off the end of the casino pier. Oh yeah, the catwalk. Yeah. yeah, you know, they'd go out there. You'd be a Sunday afternoon. A guy would be standing on the end of the pier, and next thing you know, bang, yeah, they do know. that a lot. Was that a thing that the lifeguards used to do? I've known some lifeguards that jump from the jet star. At you night, know, at yeah, night. we don't. That, we don't. Yeah, that's nothing to but fear. The, we go with the jet scar. <laughs> the like, roller coaster. Yeah, it's the another, one that the one that fell in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, would, I would. never I have the give balls you names, to do that. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. it it's a little bugged up at the time. I heard a story about Skip one time that he went 
to go down this, the log the flume, log flume. Without, yeah. without a log. <laughs> fell without through? the log, yeah. No, it was at night. They, they yeah. He and he fell his, through? He ruptured his spleen. spleen. He had to take his spleen out. Yeah, yeah he almost died. He well, almost Skip died. got on the police radio and what was it? No, Lavalette or something and said that you know, he was the Easter Bunny. I mean, uh, they locked him up for <laughs> Yeah, he was a we he was a character. Him. Yeah, he was very unique. Yeah, he was a character. <laughs> was very okay. unique. Yeah. But no, people were used uh, during the during the uh, uh, people would go up there because it's a fishing uh, pier. It used to be, and they would jump off. And so you get a. We couldn't see it a lot of times because you know it, it would be in the middle of the pier. You can't see that. So we would get a phone call, uh, you know, from from the captain and say, hey, "Listen, somebody just jumped off the pier." So you don't know if they're okay. They broke their neck, you know. So now you got. We had a whole thing. Thank God it wasn't all the time, but it was enough times. Yeah, where, I mean, it was a little now, crazy. Back in the day, you say you get the call, someone jumped off the pier. Is that something you'd take a boat for? No, to go check out. Go swim. You go for a swim. Yeah, yeah usually yeah. for a swim. Take them. Then you get them in. You lock them up. Call the police. They come uh -huh. down. Yeah, they, that was it. They cuff them and take them. Yeah, yeah there was that was uh, some borough ordinance or something. For you that. guys, you guys used to do a lot of the policing on your own correct yeah a lot of fights yeah there uh -huh. weren't that many police there i mean there was no police on the beach and there were you know i mean there was i'm sure they hired extra people in the summertime but i'm just saying you know you were, but that was all part of being a lifeguard i mean you were responsible for the ocean okay and you were responsible for running your beach i mean you get a couple people that come down especially there was used to be a lot of bars on the boardwalk you know michael tell you yeah. son, and they were the beachcomber with the but they used to have a live band there on Sunday. I mean, you would come out of there, you know, people would be coming out of there, walking down the ramp. They'd be all banged up. You know, when you try to tell somebody you can't do this, can't do that, you know, and plenty of times you get into a, you know, a bit of a fight. Yeah, they would start with you. They, they yeah. would, it was a different world. They, people would just, they were so, we, did, we didn't control the drinking as much. I mean, we didn't, nobody did. You Back in the day, so let me see, what, what year? 77, 78, the drinking age was 18. And you could drink in public. You could drink yeah. on a boardwalk. So, so you know, public must and, be nice. Well, but the thing is, they did it, that during COVID. Remember that? Yeah, they had yeah, like yeah. The IV bags with the straws yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah. but see, yeah, that was but, really new for us. <laughs> that, that was cool. <laughs> but you, would, but what happened is that people get the beer muscles. So you would, you would, you would go down and and they, you know they start they come after you they push you you know so it was it was a different world like Billy said we didn't have a lot of police. Were and, other towns like that? Back back in like the sixties and seventies, where other did other towns have as many bars as Seaside uh, Heights? I don't think so. I think no. Seaside's always been very unique like that. Well, that I because because the like the reason I ask is I feel like especially over the past let's say thirty years, the Heights lifeguards have this reputation of being kind of like buff, like meathead kind of guys. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say, but I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of guys came out that beach patrol that are doctors, lawyers, uh -huh. just, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying, but they were physically. A little, yeah. You know, well, not, guys. not meathead as in like dummies, but a, a more kind of physical yeah, you know, type of body was, was what we looked for. That was all part of the job. Back uh -huh. then, okay. Well, you didn't you, have people, you know, now we see something, we phone, you know, we radio it in. Then you took care of it. Yeah. So and if so, you got your butt kicked, so be it. I mean, then you just took more, you know, hassle Couldn't from the guys you work with. I would not have gotten a job. Well, remember, then. remember the Lavalette lifeguards here. You know, a lot of beaches would be competition and get these, you know, tall, skinny swimmers. We we would we we would have, uh, uh, you know, a lot of our lifeguards would be uh, real, you know, big uh, weightlifters, yeah, uh, football you know, players, because, wrestlers, we, you know, that because we we were we were lifeguards slash bouncers to a large degree. 
And the bouncer is probably a good way to put it. Not, not police. We didn't rest. You know, we didn't, we didn't have handcuffs or guns or anything, but it was more, <laughs> it was more trying to get these people out of the water and maybe off the beach and they're staggering. And we still have it today, but not as bad. Back in those days, it was, it was routine to, you know, go down and have people just doing, you know, there was a lot of sex acts on the beach. I mean, I don't know how many times I broke up people having overt sex right on the beach. Uh, how oh, many in the morning, remember in you a, turn a lifeguard boat over in the morning with people on the beach. I mean, but, but it was always crazy, but the, you know, the, 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 so it was a different, you, you were, you had to be physical. You make a rescue. I'd probably say that half the rescues in the seventies and eighties, you know, eighties and nineties, the people I went for and, and the worst rescues, they were hammered drunk stoned out of their mind you could smell the booze on the water when you're swimming out and then you would get them they'd fight with you you get them on the beach they'd fight with you it, it'd be well, i'll tell you what i'll tell you a great story and i'm not that. making that up that's I, not a- i rescued a girl she was drunk okay put her on the beach half hour later had to go get her again so she got a summons locked her up had to go to court okay so now the borough hall down was where they used to have court on top you know where the with the uh Police department is. So I went in there and the judge was there and, uh, you know, the girl came in and they were going to fine her. And she went before the judge and she gave him the whole story. But, you know, he gave her a $250 fine and, you know, suspended 30 days, you know. Okay. So now I'm walking back down the center of the aisle and her mother and father and brother jump up out of their chairs and jump on top of me. Oh, no. <laughs> in the middle of the courthouse. Yeah. Oh. This is, judge is going crazy. Uh, cops running all over the place. It was pandemonium up there. People hitting people with just, they had to get me out. I had to go down the fire escape, go out the window and down the fire escape to get out of book. That's an honest to God. Billy, didn't you just, didn't he you? put the whole family in jail. The mother, no. the father, the brother, the daughter. Yeah. All because she decided to go for a drunk swim. Yeah. And, but, you know, like I said, instead of letting it just die, you know, and paying the fine. I mean, I remember the father jumped out, smacked me in the side of the <laughs> Oh Bill, didn't you have not a few years ago at the North End some guy like attacked you or coming up the ramp? What what was that? Well, I'm trying oh, yeah, to remember. What was the guy it? with a? We what was one, that? Was it just not too long ago? No, it wasn't. Was it beach? Oh, people still talk their shit to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, the what, beach wheelchair. What <laughs> happened? Is it, can and, you say it without getting you no, know? I'm okay. And I got it. I, you yeah. know, I was bringing it off, and the, I the guy was all banged up, you know. And he, I I think I the one of the wheels hit him, you know. And he said, you know, hey, I you know he goes you I, I'm me? He goes, yeah, yeah, get back here. I said, yeah. He goes, I want you to apologize for hitting me with that. I said, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then he got a little, you know, hand, you know, pushy, pushy. But then all of a sudden, Steve Van Heist, another one of our lieutenants, he came out of nowhere, took this guy right out. You know, so, I mean, it was just, uh, but well, it was what- funny because then the police came. And if I remember correctly, I think he hit one of the police officers in the head on top. <laughs> which is not a smart thing to do in suicide, uh-huh. you know? So they, I mean, they cuffed him, took him away, but yeah. Well, one, one thing, one thing that I got to say, and I don't care, you know, uh, political correctness and woke, I, you could call me and they do, they call me every name, you know, the, 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 the horrible names they call us, they curse at us, they point their finger, they threaten us. And I'm cool. We're all, you know, well, but you, you but careful. no, but when you touch us, when you hit us, story. It's, it's, it's all over. All you're, you're going to go, you're, you're going to be, everybody has a camera, right? You're, you're going to be, you know, we, that you can't, there's a fine, there's a line. It's not even a fine line. You can't be hitting us. You can't be, you know, well, I mean, when they come up, to you're going to go to County jail. Say, Hey pops, you know, yeah. 
you know, what am I going to do what you want to do? And I said, you know, well, you are going to do what I want to do, you know, because if you don't, I'm going to push this little button, you know. And I said, you may kick my ass. I said, but, you know, there just might be a chance. <laughs> I might get okay. I said, then we but, tell all your friends, man. But, but let me ask you, Tyler, like a guy like for you, what do you know, what do we say to you and, and you when I when you work on a beach? You, you know, we, we have to say to you guys, listen, you know, you got you take all the guff, you take all of the abuse, you know, verbal. And we, we get them off the beach. You know, you see me like, why don't, why don't you lock them up? I'm, just as long as they're getting off the beach, we're happy. But when somebody starts to get physical and starts, you know, pushing, hitting, uh, I'm talking about the patrons, you know, that's, that's, that is a whole different animal. It really is crazy what some of them will threaten you over. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, one time I blew my whistle at this guy because he was throwing his football in the, in the wash with like a bunch of kids around. I, and he was like 50 yards away. I pointed at him. I'm like, yo, dude. No more. And he looks at me, flips me off, starts yeah. like cursing me out, walks up the beach, packs his shit up and leaves <laughs> like without even coming to the stand to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I was, I remember I was on the, on the radio. I was, uh, Count your uh, blessings on that. I was like, I was like Franklin does <laughs> we're, South we're, End. We're this very, guy, you know, we're very fortunate that yeah. we have police yeah. now on the beach that help us out. You know, it's uh -huh. a lot of uh, the owners of us doing something. You know, get into a hassle anymore. I mean, it's a great thing. But what, what were you saying, Tyler? Uh, just the, um, yeah, that the people, what people are willing to lose their minds about on the beach right. when well, our goal is to keep them safe. No, that's that's Billy makes a good point. Now we have the beach is saturated with police. So well, that's great. You know, our, bang, the, we the get you right down chief, here. Tommy yeah. Boyd, he, you know, he, he's a great guy. He used to be a lifeguard and, you know, he really kind of watches out for us. You know, he keeps us, keeps his guys. If we, I will say one thing, all you have to do is push that button on that shortwave and they've got police there, plenty of them. You know, they're always there to back us up. God bless them. You know, I mean, that's that's it, uh, it's unfortunate that people have to be, you know, go to violence, you know, because you see what it is. I mean, we I sit there. Uh, they just I don't even I laugh when they just they call me every name in the book, you know, and when they start pointing the finger and they threaten you. What do you think someone's going to do when you call them obtuse? Well, it's, you know, it's not, well, what it's, was the guy, I don't, what do you make? $8 an hour or something? Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you make it like, I don't go up to somebody and, you know, I, after we explain like the fifth time that you can't swim in this run and you guys are all uh, ready to, you know, lose your minds. And I try to, you know, talk to these people and I, and, you know, so I, uh, yeah, I might say, and say, I don't call them stupid, but I say, listen, you don't understand the situation as being obtuse, you know, but, but people get this, like you said, they get, there, a lot of these people are intoxicated. They're high on drugs and they, they, they get, they're just, they, who knows what they got going on. But my point is, is that Billy makes a good point. You know, we've, one thing that we don't, where we don't tolerate and that's, you know, we'll take, you know, you got to take the verbal, but we don't take the physical, you know, we're not, mm -hmm. I'm not going to tolerate any of you guys. Cause see, listen, I, we got 16 year old kid. What am I parent going to say? We have a 16 year old kid on a beach or any beach and somebody starts to, you know, because they're an idiot and they start, it's one thing talking we'll get involved you know we we get you know how it is we separate that real quick we get that young kid out of there but if i see anybody touch anybody it's all over you 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 know if i if i have my way i'm not going to beat your brain the cops are going to come down you could be handcuffed and you're going to get charged with assault summons. Sure, absolutely you know so we, we we do that but billy so how about because we're you know it's been it's over it's i got i got i got a question for you doc um yeah. and this you can probably answer this in your own way as well catch but so uh what, what was your rookie year 1966 1966 this summer will be 2023 it'll be your 57th summer that's correct and in that whole time you went to med school you have your own practice i went to you, dental school med school you, you did know. uh i'm sure like clinical 
yeah. practice for all that. What I was the first guy that they ever let park work part time. Okay, I was a resident up at so, Hackensack Medical Center. And they let me work on weekends on the beach part time, and that's yeah. what allowed you to stay. Yeah. Okay. That's how I started. You know, that's how I got. John Boyd was, you know, very, very nice to me and uh, said, you know, if you still, if you want to still stay, you know, if you want to work a cog, he goes, well, they actually used me to give a, a guys a, a day off, you know, like if I would come in Saturday, Sunday, that they would. Uh, That's when we started days off, by the way. And what kept you coming day. back? Because I like it. I love it. It's been my life. You know, yeah. I, it's, I spent three quarters of my life on the beach. You know, I mean, plenty of people, you know, tell you grow up, get big, you know, do this, go there, don't that, you know, why don't you want to do something else? No, if I did, I would, you know, I mean. <laughs> and, and you know, and, you, know you, you ask him that. I, I could, I don't remember all the times, but I could just remember many times uh, generally that Billy and I were on the beach. It was shit hitting the fan, you know, rescues, we're running around, boat rescue, whatever. Well, sure. And just, you know, because we worked, fights, we worked. Rescues gone. Yeah. Where would you want to be on a Saturday or Sunday yeah. in the middle of the summer when, like Mike said, when the shit hits the fan? Then, I mean, if you're looking for excitement, if you're looking for a rush, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's it, man. And on top of that, you're saving somebody's life. I and mean, that, where does it get any better than that? At what point did you realize, like, yeah, I'm going to do this for as long as I possibly can? I was about in my mid thirties, uh-huh. I think, and I was on a North End, and I, uh, you know, asked for a little divine intervention on this, and uh, said, you know, I mean, if you can work it out, I'd like to stay, and here I am, you know. So, and I've seen a lot of guys come, a lot of guys go, made some great, great friends. That you know, that's the other thing here, the networking, and I'm sure you guys, younger guys, you've met a couple of guys that you'll bond it up, you'll know each other till the day you die. Yeah, you know. I mean, you just do. I mean, I still treat some of the older guys that used to work on the beach in my practice, you know? So, you know, it's just a very unique place to work. I think it's a great, you know. It's a unique uh, club. Very unique. A very good, unique like, club, the bro- yeah. a brotherhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think you can just spread that out to any guy who's worked as an ocean lifeguard. I mean, the pool guys are great and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, ocean lifeguarding, you know, as John Boyd said, if you can work in Seaside, you can work anywhere. You know, and that's the truth, you know, but I mean, it's a very unique uh, situation and it's 10 weeks out of the year, you know, I mean, all winter long, we talk about how many more weeks or months we have to go <laughs> yeah. and we get back to the beach, don't we? And it never fades. It never fades. Well, actually, actually, now we're doing, <laughs> more than, we're doing more than 10 weeks, right? We're, 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 oh, yeah, you know, no, made it, yeah. you know, made made October now. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, now, now there's a big push, Billy, for, um, uh, we've been doing it, uh, for a while, but, uh, off season coverage a lot of these beef beaches may be uh persuaded or i don't want to say forced but you know congealed into doing uh longer longer off season and uh, also the coverage oh, at man. night you know yeah i mean i could see us where do i send my application yeah, just speculation i mean you could see depending <laughs> on the weather i mean if, and the fall now is we've had warm weather almost till january now i mean i could see keeping a couple guys on october you know, again, yeah. well, you at know, least September, solid September. You well, know? we always on September, but I mean, even some, yeah. you know, October weekend, the weekend, you know, because we, the biggest thing that we have too is we have, you know, we have a lot of great equipment. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of those, you know, the ATVs and mules and all that it makes a big difference. Well, you, you make a good point because, you know, now it, it is getting warmer and, and uh, September's, but I think that, you know, we, we, we I'm, I remember with John Boyd, we well, used to work until October. Yeah, but look at, last couple of couple of years even in, in, in some may, early may it was like what 
95 degrees one weekend yeah. in May. Remember? And the beach was mobbed. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to have lifeguards, you know, available if you need them. You know, you just don't know. It's only going to take one person and boom, you know, what's one life worth, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, uh, I'm sorry. We got to wrap uh, it up here. Doctor? Yeah. I think that's about it. You know, we've been going over an hour. It time flies. Um, well, Billy, thank you for coming. Well, really. Thank you for guys. Hey, you know, we, 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 um, you know, we're trying to have this, you know, we've had some really good guests and, you know, you're, you're definitely up there. Um, I, I like the idea that, you know, you're still working and you love it. We all are passionate about it, obviously that we wouldn't be here if we weren't. And I think these stories that you, that you get, you know, give us, uh, the young people who listen to this or going to listen to this, you know, hear things that they, they, they have no idea about, you know? Yeah. So, and that's a good I, thing. I have, I have a goal actually. I think John Boyd, I might be wrong, but I think he was on the beach for 62 years. I think that's how long he was. Okay. I mean, I would like to, to beat him at least match. I don't it. know about beat him. I'd like to match. Him. Do you, you think know, beating I mean, it would be a little disrespectful? I would, I'd be hard pressed to do yeah. that. You know? Yes. I mean, uh, and by that time I might, I would not, might not even be here. You know? <laughs> so talk about, you know, John, John Boyd, he was working. I, what, how old, when did he retire? He was 80. What was he? Uh, you remember? 80? I don't remember. So exactly. I would say, I, I want to say like 85, 86, he had to be up there. And I remember he was in his eighties again, maybe 80, 45. And it was in a September and maybe even the beginning of October. And I was up there, uh, with another lifeguard, Sam Britton. So it was, it was the South end. It's all, it was, and we were just sitting at the headquarters. We had a lifeguard stand or a box on the beach. I think that's all we had. And these two kids got in trouble. And so I, I took off and you remember now it's John Boyd. Who's like probably 84, 85. And he wore, and he wore glasses. Right. And Sam Britton. So I, I go down and you know, you're not thinking I'm making a rescue. I say, get the two guys, Sam comes out with the rope and you know, we're, I, and I don't remember exactly, but we're getting pulled in and Sam's like, look who's pulling us in. And it's John Boyd <laughs> yeah. and, and what in his eighties. And what was interesting though, it was the first time I've, I saw him without his glasses on. Cause he, you know, cause I guess he took them off. He didn't want to get them, uh, you know, lost in sure. the surf. So he was still making rescues or participating, you know, he was a or, tremendous guy. He was yeah. really, a, a, a someone I wish that a lot of our kids could have had the experience of, of knowing, you know, yeah. he really was. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was he really amazing. He was a legend. Really I like Junie too. Junie was, was a great guy too. They both were terrific. So was Joe. They were all just great men. Yeah. You know? yeah. It, they were men you could look up to. They were men's men. You know, I mean, they were yeah. guys, they were, you know, I, I remember uh, one of the banquets we had and um, I'll, I'll always remember it for the rest of my life. And, we had an exceptionally bad summer, you know, a lot of rescues and a lot of, you know, just tough. It was hot. And it was, it was just a tough summer. And, and John made his speech, you know, at the end of the banquet and he goes, you know, he was in, again, he was a military, he was in the Navy and he goes, he goes, you know, I don't, I don't say this is, I've never said this, but if I had to take a hill, you, this, you, you, that. you guys, you just, you, this group of guys here, you're, you, you typify like one of the best, Beach patrol groups I ever had. He goes, I take you right up that hill. If I ever had to go into battle, he goes, yes. I take everyone here that's with me. Yeah. You guys. And that's how that's wow. how tough I mean, we were. Excuse my language, but that's fucking powerful. Well, really, I mean, I yeah. got to tell you, that just yeah. brings goosebumps yeah. to me. I remember, I remember him doing that. Yeah. I mean, that was really just, uh, you know, yeah. uh, a yeah. real moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you, Doc, my, uh, you know, because like you talk about 
we have John Boyd, we have Junie Boyd. Well, we talk about you like that. You know, we have Doc Ditchkiss and um, I'm sure you have an idea of the aura that surrounds your name on our beach, but you gave a very similar speech at my very first banquet that every time I think about it just gives me chills and you just got up there and you just talked about the pride you feel when, when you look at us and, and you see how confident and, and grown this job makes us. I do. I mean, I've always said, even when I speak at the banquets, that, you know, the, the beach patrollers are really the guys that are up in the headquarters. It's the beach patroller, the guys that are on the beach. You know, and like I said, I'm very proud of everybody uh, on the bad days. Uh, you know, if I had to depend on, uh, you know, 20 guys or whatever it was, you guys would be the guys, you know. Uh, you know, it's just a, a tradition. It's just something that, you know, like I said earlier in the program, it's a brotherhood. You know? Yeah, right. We're trying to teach and you, you know guys. What? And you know what, Doc? I think one of the main, if not the main reasons that everyone on our beach does respect you so much is because I know that no matter what the conditions are, and no matter what's going on, if I go in that water and you need to follow me, you will. I'll go. Absolutely. I've said that to everybody. So if I can't make it, when, when I can't make a rescue, uh, I'll hang it up. That's why I swim all winter, you know, <laughs> try to do what I can, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, you got to lead by example. That's yeah. how those guys were. I mean, that's how, you know, right. Junie was and John and, yeah. and Joe, you know. It, I mean, you can't tell somebody to do something if you can't do it. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You, know? yeah. you, don't lose, you lose respect doing that, you know. And you know, that's good. what the whole job is all about, you know. So, yeah. And we love, you know, Billy and I, we talk about this. Not only, you know, we save lives, but the other thing is guys like you, you, you kids come in 16, 17, 18, and we watch the ones that stay for a while. Sure. We watch you mature. You guys and girls, you know, and we, we watch you guys become really good lifeguards and also good men and women. You know, you, you, oh, exactly. we, you learn a lot. And, 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 you know, even though you may not, you know, it, it, some of us rubs off on you guys and we're, we're the old school. You know, we, we try to, we try to have like right here, this is, this is, this is the key right here. We talk about tradition, professionalism, and excellence. Well, and, follow you know, your dream. I always tell everybody at yep. the banquet, never take no for an answer. I mean, you know, if I had a nickel for every time somebody told me, you can't do this, you're not going to get that, you're not going to go, you know, forget it. You know, see what you want, go get it. And right. Every one of the people that work on that beach, I, I, you know, have a lot of faith and confidence that they will. You know? So, all, all right, right, are we let's ready? Let's go. Yeah, let's <laughs> go. So, listen, Tyler, thank you very much. Sean, thank you very much. No Billy, thank you for coming thank again. You, I hope I, I, you're always more than welcome to come yeah, here. Yeah, we have not we're, even scratched the surface. Well, right, right. Right. You back in right, right. So, hey. listen, uh, Sean, you're going to take us out. So, listen, everybody, just before we go, make sure D, if you guys want to get a hold of us, podcast or on the uh, YouTube, uh, it's Sean will put it up. It's uh, drkatchmar at comcast.net. We'll, we'll, uh, Com- I, excuse, I, me, I, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Keep on doing. Drcatchmore at iCloud.com. iCloud. It changes every week, people. I, know, gotta, I, know. I got so many emails. You know, I got it with the scrubbing up. And then we have the Jersey Shore Front Lake Center. You guys can look at us there. Listen, we're on Twitter. We're on Twitch. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. So, you know, we're out Amazon, there. Amazon, Google. You can find Twitch? us. Find us. Yeah, we are on yeah, Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not licking any microphones. <laughs> okay, so. We're right. on Twitch. Yeah, if I, so, if I find that girl, know. then we're, our video will be I, under hers. So, listen, how about sending us out? Um, the intro for the outro? Uh, yeah. How do we close out every day on the Oh, beach? yes. Yes, you got to say this. Not the whole thing. What's just the at the end, what is Rob? What do we say at the end? What is Rob kind of, you know? Oh, but God bless no, no, before, no, before, before that. Before part. that. 
Stay out. Stay out and stay alive. Stay out and stay, stay alive. alive. Have you ever got to do that announcement? Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Michael Katchmar. I'm Tyler. And I'm Sean. And this is Lifeguards Off-Duty with Dr. Michael Katchmar, the Jersey Shore number one lifeguard-themed video podcast. Watch us on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook Live. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever streaming service you prefer. If you would like to contact us, send an email to drkatchmar at iCloud.com. Follow us on Instagram.